listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. So originally, the way I was going to open with my intro is we were going to just break the fourth wall. We were going to leave the podcast. We were going to just wander (laughs) over into somebody else's podcast, much to their confusion and consternation. (laughs) And then the wall would explode and a seven foot tall green CGI Stan Lee would emerge (laughs) from the rubble with Bender Bending Rodriguez singing a duet of the theme song to female single lawyer And then when I pitched that to Chris Cox, the artificial intelligence that secretly pilots his meatbag body around, uh, he laughed and laughed and laughed and gave me the green light. And by green light, I mean he shined one of those green light laser pointers right into my eyes, searing my retinas. He keeps them around because he has cats, right? And he's like, there's no way we're going to do that. It's too expensive, too illegal, and frankly, at this point, a little derivative. But you know what? Hey... Sometimes you got to fall back on the formula, and it's just the four of us talking, jibber-jabbering, and giving our final thoughts at the end. And, you know, if it ain't broke, why fix it? Even though I don't fix anything anyway, because I'm just lazy. Uh, more <laughs> ambitious people than I uh, are joining me tonight to talk about She-Hulk. I almost said She-Hulk, single female lawyer, are joining me to talk about She-Hulk, attorney at law. And they are both. Hello. Yeah, I thought we were just going to riff on the original 1970s opening sequence of One of Us, but apparently (laughs) that was beyond our budgetary concerns, too. (laughs) Yeah, you know, back when we still had a bodybuilder on the payroll. Also joining us is Harmony. Hello. I'm more concerned that it was going to be like CGI and not practical effects, but, you know, I can practically hear anyways. I mean, look at me. I'm nothing but practical. Yes. <laughs> and also a very practical person, Sarah Jane. Uh, hello there. I am very not practical, but I'm here. So hello. <laughs> well, as I already told you, we're talking about She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, the brand new Disney Plus show, which has, like all Marvel properties, has come with a little bit of baggage and toxic fandom getting their knickers in a twist, as they always do. But we're going to ignore that for the moment, even though, in a way, it does inform the narrative such as it is. Uh, this is the story of Jen Walters, a prominent assistant district attorney. Single female uh, lawyer. <laughs> why doesn't single female lawyer just kill the other... You know what? I'm not even going to go into Futurama <laughs> riffs. Uh, we'll be here all night. But... Jen is also the cousin of Bruce Banner, the Hulk himself, and after a freak accident, uh, she accidentally gets some of his blood mixed into her blood, and faster than you can say, your chocolate's in my peanut butter, (laughs) she's seven foot tall, green, and pissed. Fortunately, Bruce has gone through this before. He tries to show her a new path, 
of how to be a Hulk and how to balance that and keep her rage in check. And she's like, screw that, buddy. I'm not a superhero. I'm an attorney. I've got student debt. I took a long time to get to be an attorney. I'm not going to give up my career now. And like every career woman, she's got to balance that with her personal life. And guess what? Dudes are kind of weird about a chick who could be seven foot tall, green, and smash them into paste. Uh, and then hijinks, so many hijinks ensue. Guys, how are you feeling about this first season? I am definitely pro hijinks. More hijinks, uh, preferably in three more seasons. Six seasons in a movie, absolutely. <laughs> I'm ready for as many seasons as I want to throw at me. Yeah. Okay, so what you're telling me is you kind of liked it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, very much so. I mean, I I kind of like the fact that the it, it really did not take a long time to get up on its feet, uh, so to speak. Uh, they, they really knocked out the, the origin stuff very quickly. They have claimed that they, they wanted this to be based on legal comedies of the past, and they, they leaned into that, and each episode gave us more hijinks. Um, and uh, I was uh, I was having a blast with this entire thing. Uh, I was uh, more ready for a, a Marvel situation comedy than I, I knew I was. That is one of the big criticisms of Marvel I hear all the time, that they rely too much on comedy. That, you know, that deadens the emotional stakes, it undercuts character development, etc. I think She-Hulk bypasses that just by sticking to their guns and saying, no, mm -hmm. we are a flat-out comedy. And as far as I'm aware, this is the first Marvel sitcom that we've ever gotten. And I'm kind of glad to see them breaking with the formula because why have a Disney Plus streaming service if you can't just kind of play around in the sandbox in for these smaller projects? If you got all the money in the world, you might as well, you know, throw things to the wall and see what sticks kind of situation. <laughs> right. I mean, the uh, the 600 pound gorilla is not going to be losing any weight anytime soon. So, yeah, this is kind of a feckin' period for them to, uh, like as apes do, uh, throw things at walls and see what sticks. <laughs> and I, for one, I, I you know, we're, we're living our best Marvel life, as far as I'm concerned. Between this and Werewolf by Night and Moon Knight, I'm like, I'm seeing some really experimental, interesting stuff, and I'm by and large liking it. So I certainly understand that there are people who this is not going to be their cup of tea at all, but that's cool. Because now the whole thing's so big, go find something else and have fun with that. Ah, but they can't make money unless they're complaining about it on their YouTube streams. This is quite true. Yeah. About how that they've, they're making fun of us, <laughs> you know. They, look at them skewering the fans. And I'm no. like, dude, you're not a fucking fan. You hate watch this stuff. You don't watch it. And really pay attention to it. Yeah. Because you're clearly morons because they question everything. Like, why would she do that? What? <sighs> I did see a, a YouTube video, which I did not click. I just see all of these random YouTube videos in my feed about, you know, the typical reaction. Like, She-Hulk sucks. Worst Marvel ever. She-Hulk is woke garbage. One guy's like, am she you simps <laughs> for She-Hulk? So I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> One guy even posted a screenshot from an article with Tatiana Maslany and the showrunner Jessica Gao. This is like our fuck you to toxic fans. And then, you know, the the YouTuber's title is like, 
they're telling us to fuck off. And I'm like, yeah, that's a, such a total self-own. Who admits to being a toxic fan? Yeah, I feel like you're telling on yourself in the in that kind of situation. So anytime any of those articles came out, I just rolled my eyes and, you know, kept watching the show. They can go fuck themselves. Absolutely. My husband happens to watch uh, the MCU channel guy just because he likes to see what the other side is saying. I mean, and they objectively get this stuff wrong on purpose. And so their new claim now that the show is over was exactly that. Yeah. You guys are making fun of us. You guys, the showrunners, like, went to Reddit, and then they decided that they were going to make fun of all the stuff we do. And I'm like... (laughs) Exactly. That's how you are. You're Mm -hmm. racist, you're homophobic, you're misogynistic. And yes, if you believe that they're making fun of you, guess what? They are. Because you just admitted it, that that's what you do. And so they they just make me so mad. Because what they do is is ridiculous. It's not, it doesn't help anything other than like bolster their own cadre of incels or whatever you know it's it's (laughs) yeah it's it's how they make money i mean the one of the the great things about seeing the series play out is that it was like watching this incredible lawyer debate an idiot in the (laughs) in the stand (laughs) who does not know who has absolutely no idea that there is a a actual debate Mm -hmm. being engaged in and so that with each episode, they would say something, and then seemingly by the next episode, they they had addressed like this toxicity and completely rendered it null by relentlessly making fun of it. Yeah, I like how self aware it was because they knew going in that they were going to get this. If we've learned anything from Star Wars and um, any other female, you know, led vehicle in the past ten years, that they come out of the woodwork and just go stupid. The writers of the show were are very self-aware. I love that it's a female-led cast and writing crew and director. And it's just, it was great. The fact that there's people out there who want to give anything female-led a hard time is just, it's a waste of everybody's time. As the series progresses, we realize that Jen Walters is actually being stalked and plotted against by intelligentsia which in the comics was a a much more bigger sort of supervillain kind of organization here they've been recontextualized as a kind of like subreddit or 4chan group red pill situation yeah and and you know it becomes very clear over the course of the season that they're the real big bad it's not some you know it's not dr doom it's not even titania who is ostensibly she hulk's uh signature villain uh, she's more of an annoyance than anything. She is. <laughs> but yeah, the intelligentsia guys and just that sort of toxic fandom are really front and center as the villains here. And of course, she gets hurt along the way because she's seduced by a guy who is actually there just to get her in bed, take a frank, for lack of a better word, they never use the words, but it's it's uh, it's a revenge porn yeah. video, and mm-hmm. they dox her, and they steal her blood, because again, we have the typical Marvel plot of, oh, I don't like this superhero, I'm going to steal their superpower and use it for myself. Right. And that kind of formulaic approach is actually exactly what the writers of this show are 
kicking against in a very fun, irreverent kind of way. Yeah, the the last episode had me worried for a second because yeah. I'm like, wait, what? They're doing this really? Yeah. And then oh, when it went to her, she's like, no. You know, and then she, the Marvel uh, Disney Plus screen came up and I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> what are they doing? I mean, that was so great. And I was so happy they went in that direction because I was, I was questioning where it was going at first. I don't think they made any missteps. For the seasons, like I really have no complaints about anything I saw. I mean, other than maybe her upper lip, the animation is a little stiff. <laughs> but other than that, you know, it's it's amazing. the the whole The whole show it it kept me engaged. It kept me coming back every week. It was appointment viewing. I love that stuff. I will definitely say, like, uh, I, I have nothing against anyone who complained against the CGI. There were problems, but that's a house problem. That has nothing to do with the writing. That has nothing to do with the acting. Mm-hmm. That is completely the fact that, hey, Marvel, pay your, first of all, pay the yep. people who do your CGI more, hire more of them, and don't put them on ridiculous schedules. But it, that didn't affect my enjoyment uh, at all. Were there a couple of times I was in the Uncanny Valley? Sure. But... I mean, I literally read comic books <laughs> if you want to talk about production values. So, you know, let's 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 all calm down. Yeah. I mean, it's perfectly fine. I will say I do have a complaint. I understand completely what they were going for, but I truly hope they they ditch the short form format that they they used in the season because that's the only problem I really had throughout the whole thing was just like yeah. it's over? Right. I got to wait another week? Uh I mean, it is very short and sweet. All of these episodes clock in, you know, around 30 minutes or less. And that's classic sitcom. I mean, imagine there were two commercial breaks in each episode of She-Hulk. And you have your standard sitcom length, more or less. Although I would have liked to have seen them do a little, you know, in the finale, you'd think surely you can add a little time here for your finale. Yeah. Yes. If they had offered this all at once, I absolutely would have binged it in four hours. No Mm-hmm. No problem whatsoever. So, yeah, I mean, I kind of understand. They kind of keep, they, they, they're needing to, to keep content on the site. But, like, I would just be getting settled in going, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it was like, oh, they're going to roll the opening credits <laughs> in a second. <laughs> yep, there it is. I mean, from a plot perspective, there isn't a whole lot that goes on. I mean, you could boil this plot and do it in a movie length easily. For me, part of the charm is, is just getting to hang out with Jen Walters and see how she navigates her life as a professional, as a woman, who also happens to be a superhero, very much against her will. She didn't ask for this. Now she's just a superhero, and she's like, okay, uh, how do I deal with this? We, we haven't even really gotten into much of the cast, because this cast is just great all across the board. And Tatiana Maslany who I already thought was a good actress, but she's just delightful in this. She's she's adorable, she's silly, she's funny, but when, you know, she's hurt, you feel it, and you kind of feel protective towards Jen, even though she could turn into She-Hulk. She's very, is also a very capable lawyer, it seems like to me. Yeah. You know, she plays that, the goofy and the serious and the super heroic all very well, you know, and it's always seems balanced to me. I love the legal aspect of this. One of my favorite sequences was definitely when we meet Matt Murdock in the courtroom, <sighs> for which is our very first, you know, taste of him in the series after 
long anticipation by everybody. They do, you know, start to engage in this really cool legal debate that he only wins because he cheats yeah. with his superpowers. <laughs> he goes, jet fuel. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, the their back and forth is excellent. And it's just like, oh, wow, uh, there's a... There's some serious foreplay going on here. here. Here's the reason why I think the sitcom format works so well for this. Because they've set it up as a legal type story. Yes, we have the overall arc of Jen versus Intelligentsia. We have Jen's origin story. We have her issues with work and life and, you know, how a woman is being constantly torn in different directions based on her appearance or what people think she should do or how she should behave. But then there's always a B-plot, usually, of the legal drama, which is played for laughs. Uh, I say legal drama, but it's it's really a comedy, and that has so much legs. Even if we aren't getting Jen's love life or some evil organization trying to destroy her, I would tune in every week just to see what crazy, bizarre legal case is going to happen in the Marvel Universe. Things that are so ridiculous, they couldn't happen within the context of any other Marvel property. Right. I did like, though, that she, because a lot of the complaint from the men was that, you know, Todd said at the final, you know, she got it through nepotism and she didn't earn her or whatever. She's what a... She's not perfect. She makes mistakes through this thing all the time. Like when she was going to sue... um the costume uh, guy, you know, why didn't she just say to him, hey, you know, there was a way to do it. And then there was a way that she did it. And so it's like, you know, you could avoid it all that easy. I mean, yeah, I can't take it too seriously as a legal drama because I agree. A good lawyer would just see through that or at least ask that question. Like, did you read the instructions? Right. Did you use the product properly as instructed? But on the other hand, there's also no reason why the Sorcerer Supreme would have to take a third-rate magician to court. <laughs> right. He could just teleport into that guy's house, steal his sling ring, and wipe his memory. But then there wouldn't be a legal comedy. And I love these sort of ridiculous type of situations they get into, whether it's her suing Titania for copyright infringement on the She-Hulk name, or Mr. Immortal and how you sort out, you know, the alimony for his several ex-wives. <laughs> right. But, I mean, as a person also, you know, at the beginning when she gets her powers, you know, he's Hulk is trying to, uh, Bruce, was trying to tell her, hey, you know, there's some issues and whatever. She's like, I got this. I got it all under control. And, of course, she learns that, no, she doesn't. She got herself into trouble. And, you know, so there's a character arc there. She learned and figured things out. But, of course, the naysayers, they just say, you know, she was perfect and there was... There was no stakes. I don't know. Those guys are really annoying. And, you know, also the complaint about how it's a man-hating show and all of that nonsense. Yes, there's two or three characters in here who are written so broadly. They're so obnoxious. They're so clearly stand-ins for like, okay, these are terrible people. But if you look at the cast, the majority of the relationships that Jen has with men in her life are really good and positive and encouraging. Like yeah. like Sarah Jane was saying, Bruce is like, hey, I'm trying to teach you something. You know, I've been through this and I'm here for you. Matt Murdock, who treats her as an equal and likes her just as Jen, 
Yes. Even Emil Blonsky and his support group of D-list villains turn out to be really cool towards her. If your dad was Marklin Baker, then you wouldn't have any trauma either. You would not want to be be a superhero. You would want to be a lawyer and make him proud. Yes, I was so glad to see him come back. Even her stupid brother. <laughs> like... <laughs> oh, Cheddar? Cousin, his cousin? Yeah. yeah. Well, we all, we all have a cousin, Chad. I mean, he does mansplain copyright law to her, but, you know, he's yes. otherwise harmless. Chad is the, is the official cousin Ray Ray of the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. There's just so much here and, and, you know, that I would love to delve into, but because I, I, I was quite happy with this first mm-hmm. season. A few nitpicks aside, I had a blast with it. And I think before we pick it apart any further or spoil anything more than we already have, if you haven't watched it, if you've been on the fence, there's four people on this review right now who say it's at least worth a watch, especially if you can get on board with the fourth wall breaking meta stuff, which is very true to the original comics. Well, I think it's that time when we head into our final argument. I mean, uh, final thoughts. (laughs) Harmony, would you do us the honors, please? Uh, People of the jury, (laughs) I would like to propose to you all that this was top tier entertainment. Even the additional like side characters are hilarious. We get Wong, we get Madison, who I would absolutely watch like 20 more episodes of. Like she needs her own spinoff. She's amazing. Emil Blonsky. Uh, It's all great. And it's such a great supporting cast. Great lead cast. I would love to see Megan the Stallion show up again. That would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> I I really enjoyed this. I liked making an appointment every week to come and watch it. And if you disagree with me, you're just wrong. And that's fine. <laughs> I'm going to give this 9 out of 10 only because it wasn't long enough. Oh, gosh, what I was going to give it. 9 out of 10 superhero dresses. There we go. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> Bo? Um, yeah, so I think this is easily my favorite MCU series since uh, WandaVision, which I, I like quite a bit. And I like both of them because they, uh, they're they taking big bites at the Apple, which is really what I, I want Disney and Marvel to use this format to do, to kind of think outside of the box. My favorite Marvel comics uh, of the past couple of years has been like Marvel Now, which is kind of going to the sidelines of the MCU and not dealing with the galactic threats, but dealing more with what's it like to be a day-to-day superhero? You know, do you get paid? Uh, What do you do for a living? And some of that outlook is what made Marvel to begin with when you, you know, it was the soap opera life of the amazing Spider-Man that really sold him as a character. I particularly love this because it does follow the tradition that John Byrne established of breaking the fourth wall, but what it really channels here is Dan Slott's work on the title, which is the funniest run for my money, and this was an impeccable adaptation of the spirit of that comic. Love the cast. Matslani is, is wonderful. I think now we, we have this great figure that we can insert into, you know, really nearly any of the franchises going and get a lot of mileage out of. By God, I, I hope that in, in 10 years time, we, we see Tatiana Mazzolani, uh, you know, telling the, the thing to take a vacation and she joins the uh, Fantastic Four. So once again, definitely <laughs> ready for uh, uh, more of this. I know that, that Disney is very tentative about 
saying that they're going to do second seasons, but I definitely hope this is one. I want more of this. I want more of Werewolf by Night and Marvel Horror. I want Marvel Horror. I want Marvel Comedy. Uh, you know, give me give me more and more genres to play with. Uh, I give it uh, nine and a half stinky porcupines out of ten, and I rest my case. <laughs> Sarah Jane? I guess that's me. Um, I gotta say, I relate to She-Hulk. Like, I relate to any big uh, superhero. She-Hulk, the Hulk, the thing. I'm six foot tall. And so, you know, I, I wish I looked like uh, She-Hulk. Because she's amazing. But so I always feel an affinity. And I always am drawn to those characters. So I was ready for this. Um, I hadn't read the comic, but I knew about it. So I, I knew what to expect. And I really liked it. Um, I had a note here, and as I was writing it, Bo was saying the complaint was that it was too short, and I agree. I want I was wanting more every episode. Uh, I mean, I get it why they were doing it that way, but I would have appreciated more. The cast, as everyone says, was great. I especially really loved um, Nikki and Pug. I thought they were great uh, allies of hers. Right. Also, let me give a shout out to Renee Elise Goldsbury as Mallory mm. Book. I mean, she's amazing. And I know that woman is in her 50s, but yeah. she looked like she was barely 30. Yeah. I just wow. amazing. I know. It's crazy. Anyway, so those are great. I was super happy to see Tim Roth in this and pop up more than once. Um, I think he's great. And I wasn't quite sure where they were going at the end there. But I, I was happy that it, that didn't happen. <laughs> um, and I love Charlie Cox. So, um, you know. Whew. I'm happy to. Well, I'm happy to get his show. What is that? Like two seasons announced for that one already? I think it was two seasons. I believe so. Or like 24 episodes. I don't know. It was a crazy amount of show. So I'm excited for that. Um. So I really enjoyed it. Like everyone. Um. I'm gonna give it. Let's see. There's so many things that is in the show that you could just use. I'm gonna give this eight ribbit. And rip it, catchphrases out of 10. You know, of all the Marvel Disney Plus streaming shows that we've had so far, She-Hulk is the one that feels the most lightweight and frankly kind of disposable. And yet, I would argue that's what makes it the best of the bunch. And my personal favorite so far. Werewolf by Night is a very close second. Every Marvel show, sooner or later, has to conform to its primary function and serve as a mere cog in the MCU's Grandmaster plan. She-Hulk does a little bit of that at the end, but it actually stops itself before it goes too far. Like Bo, I loved WandaVision too, and I thought they were taking swings, but by the final episode, it kind of became the expected CGI boss battle, and She-Hulk starts moving into that direction and says, you know what? No, we don't have to do that. That's not what my stakes are. That's not my story. And that's what we do in all of these Marvel shows, so why not do something a little different? I understand that's going to frustrate some people who are invested in certain storylines or were expecting a certain payoff. But personally, the more I've thought about it, the more I appreciate that they said, no, we don't have to do that. After all, all superheroes are metaphors and wish-fulfillment fantasies, and She-Hulks is a very relatable fantasy, whether you're a man or a woman. She-Hulk's superpower is that she can walk down the street at night without worrying about her safety, 
and she can also literally control her own narrative. I think that's a superpower, a fantasy that most of us, male or female, can relate to. I really enjoy the hell out of this, and I do want to see more like this. It's a great format. Just give me more and more episodes. Make this the night court of the MCU. <laughs> Just give me crazy-ass cases every fucking week, and I am there for it. I am going to give this nine and a half out of ten heartfelt haikus on the subject of Avengers merchandise. Avengers. Oh, I love the Avengers. Or any Avengers. <laughs> you don't like the Avengers? We got the Avengers. <laughs> It, it It is so self-aware, and it's a lot of fun, and I, I predict that when we see She-Hulk in the movies or in other series, she's not going to get to play that card and suddenly just, like, undo the story. But so long as she's free to do it within her own story, give her her own sandbox and let her play in it. I'm all for it. This is where one of you says something funny. Oh! <laughs> I thought that was a good ending. What, She-Hulk? That's a good ending. Was I supposed to do it? Uh, <laughs> and this is why I don't write comedy. Yeah, no, yeah, we're, we're out. Bo, I believe that's on you now. I'm not funny anymore. I gave up funny after I saw She-Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> don't make me joke. You wouldn't like me when I'm funny. I don't like you in general. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, what's the difference? <laughs> I love you, Marco. <laughs>